It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, it is episode number 334 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell, and we welcome you aboard off to a week that uh, will not be pleasant, probably, in all likelihood, if you're a Redskins fan. The good news is it's a short week uh, in terms of having to wait for another game and a chance at redemption after a 9 nothing shutout loss to the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday at rain-soaked FedEx Field. Kyle Shanahan getting his revenge. Uh, We will talk about him and the game in just a moment. But as you might know, as you probably are aware, it is the short turnaround tango and a road trip to Minnesota and Kirk Cousins on Thursday night football for the 1-6 Washington Redskins this Thursday night. All right, let's get you started with what uh, happened, and we'll give you a kind of numerical uh, look at this football game before we get into some of the analysis. First downs, the 49ers had 17, the Redskins had 10. Third down, 7 of 16, 44% for the San Francisco 49ers, 3 of 9, 33% for the Washington Redskins. The 49ers were 1 of 2 on fourth down. The Redskins were a huge O of 1. In terms of total net yards, 283 to 154 in favor of the 49ers, 283 to 154. The Niners ran 62 plays, the Redskins just 41. The Niners gained 4.6 yards per play, the Redskins 3.8. Net yards rushing 137 to 104 for San Francisco. On 39 carries, they got the 137. 26 carries for the Redskins, totaling the 104. Redskins gained four yards per passive, per rushing play, rather. The Niners, only 3.5. In terms of net yards passing, the 49ers had 146 to 50 for the Washington Redskins. That's right, 50. 
That 50 is the lowest total that the Redskins have had in their existence since 1980. Yeah, that's uh, courtesy of Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Get more nuggets like that at Michael P. RTD. So 50 passing yards for the Washington Redskins. Um, They were 12 of 21 were the San Francisco 49ers uh, passing, and the Redskins were 9 of 12. The Niners had a 6.3 average game per pass play. The Redskins had a 3.3 average game per pass play. Um, in terms of penalties, 2 for 20 for San Francisco, 7 for 47 uh, for the Redskins, and quite honestly, it seemed worse than that. Of course, the Redskins had an interception return. Troy Apke picking off a Jimmy Garoppolo pass. The Redskins did not have any passes intercepted, so I guess that's a positive there. They did have the one fumble lost. The 49ers had a fumble but did not lose the football. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, was having trouble basically all game long, but um, with his, in terms of his holding on to the football, uh, but he managed to recover. Meanwhile, in the red zone, the 49ers were 0-4 in terms of completing uh, four trips into touchdowns, the Redskins 0 of 1. The 49ers made three field goals. They missed one. The Redskins missed the only one that they had. The 49ers had a possession average or time, I should say, of 33-24. The Redskins 26-36. Again, came into this game talking about how the 49ers uh, dominated in terms of average time of possession. They were 35-plus minutes uh, on the year so far, and, well, they didn't get to quite that point, but they did what they had to do to keep the Redskins' uh, offense off the field. In terms of individual statistics, for the San Francisco 49ers, Tevin Coleman, 20 carries, 62 yards. Matt Breida, they did a pretty good job here. Uh, eight carries, 35 yards, along of 11. Uh, he had, I think it was 10, 15-plus-yard carries coming into the game today. He also got hurt, so that's part of the problem. Jimmy Garoppolo had a couple of scrambles, four for 20, along of 11. That was with Matt Ioannidis's hand on him and wrapped around him, and he still broke free. I believe that was on a third-down run, if memory serves me correct. Jimmy Garoppolo as a passer, 12 of 21, 151, two sacks, no touchdowns, and the interception to Troy Apke and a 59.8 quarterback rating. For the Washington Redskins, Adrian Peterson had 20 carries, 81 yards, a 4-1 average, along a 15. Wendell Smallwood had five carries, 23 yards, an average of 4-6 with a long of 17. Smallwood also added one catch for 18 yards. That was on a cross-counter screen, which I loved uh, the play call for. It was one of the best plays that the Redskins ran uh, all day long. Uh, Steven Sims had one rushing attempt, no yards. There was too much cuteness and trickeration between shovel passes and runs with Steven Sims on a wet f- surface 
that the 49ers weren't fooled by or certainly out-executed. Speaking of Sims, he was targeted the most out of any receiver for the Redskins, along with Trey Quinn. Both had three. Sims had three catches, but only five yards. Yuck. Along of six. There was a shovel pass early in the game on third and seven. Uh, that was completely blown up. Quinn had three targets, two catches, 30 yards, including one sliding one for 19 yards right before an Adrian Peterson fumble. Jeremy Sprinkle had two targets, two catches, 13 total yards, and that's about it. Wendell Smallwood, we mentioned, one for 18. Terry McLaurin was only targeted twice and caught one pass for 11 yards. A lot of that is going to be wet surface, Richard Sherman, and the fact that the Redskins did not want to pass the football uh, pretty much at all when you look at the conditions. As a matter of fact, they ran the ball 10 straight times out of the shoot, uh, and it would have been more than that if not for penalties wiping out plays. They only, again, threw the football 12 times. They only dropped back to throw 15 times over the course of the game. Keenum was 12, uh, 9 of 12, Case Keenum, 9 of 12, 77 yards, three sacks for 27 lost yards, a long pass and completion of 19, a 91-3 rating for the Redskins quarterback. Back to the receivers, Paul Richardson had one target, no catches, and zeros across the board. So between McLaurin and Richardson, arguably the two top outside receivers, they had three targets, one catch, 11 yards, and zippy. In terms of punts, Tressway, four for 198, a 49.5 average, a 42 net, uh, and a long of 57. The Redskins got nothing out of their punt return game. I don't know why you would expect anything but that. They never seem to, and the 49ers are really good. They came in averaging only allowing 0.5 yards per punt return. In terms of receiving for the San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle, five targets, three catches, 38 yards, 12-7 average, a long of 16. Uh, he's the best they've got, even though Bourne was really good today. Four targets, three catches, 69 yards, uh, really good. Might be a stretch, but good enough uh, in this particular situation and with these weather conditions and a long of 28. Coming up next, we will have our analysis of what went right, what went wrong, some of the key decisions that were made by Bill Callahan, Kevin O'Connell, and friends. The Redskins lose 9 to nothing and head to Minnesota on a short week Thursday night football to take on old friend Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings this Thursday night at U.S. Bank Stadium. Peloton is offering a limited-time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. That's OnePeloton.com. Use the promo code LOCKED to get started right here on episode number 334 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to be with you. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work, not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, 
even on a full stomach, chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code locked on. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it is Chris Russell with you, the Locked on Redskins podcast. We roll along. The Redskins lose 9 to nothing to the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan giving a game ball to his dad, Mike Shanahan, after the game, according to reporters in the San Francisco locker room and players. Congratulations to Mike Shanahan. He deserves a game ball for that. Listen, I covered Mike Shanahan for four years here in Washington. I respect him. I like him. Uh, he did a lot of things uh, that were unsavory uh, unsavory and wrong in the final month, month and a half or so uh, of his tenure. But somehow, some way, Redskins fans seem to blame Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen for everything, with the exception of what happened in late 2012 and 2013. That was all the fault of Mike and Kyle Shanahan. Somehow, Bruce and Dan get blamed for everything else, but not late 2012 and 2013. That's all Kyle and Mike. Obviously, I'm facetious with that, but that's the narrative. That's how they feel. That's how they play. Or that's the the feedback that I get on social media, on Twitter, constantly. Whenever I say anything about it, it's all Mike and Kyle's fault. Never Bruce and Dan's fault. Never Robert's fault. No, no, no. Just out of the clear blue sky... Mike and Kyle Shanahan destroyed Robert Griffin III and took an axe to the knees of the Washington Redskins franchise, right? Here's what I would say. Of course they didn't do things the way you would like them to do. Of course they were unconventional. And, of course, they poured more gasoline onto an already smoldering fire. Who started the fire? Who started the problems? Was it Mike and Kyle Shanahan who drafted Robert Griffin III, number two overall, because the Redskins needed a superstar, even though they said, hey, it's going to take this guy time to develop as a pocket passer. Maybe we shouldn't trade up. And then developed a unique, awesome offensive system to make Griffin the rookie of the year or help make Griffin the Rookie of the Year, to help win a division title, to catch the world by storm, to quickly 
maximize and develop the Redskins offense with Pierre Garçon and Josh Morgan and rookie Alfred Morris. Was it those guys? Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. They had nothing to do with that, right? That was all Griffin. I got you. Anyway, uh, Kyle Shanahan giving a game ball to his dad. Obviously, there's bad feelings there. There always have been. We all know that. We talked about that on the podcast all week. And Kyle didn't appreciate how his dad was treated. Kyle didn't appreciate that his dad's career came to an end. Now, again, nobody is saying that Mike and Kyle Shanahan did everything right and did nothing wrong. Nobody's saying that. But Redskins fans, at least the ones I hear on Twitter, and it's an angry, angry, angry bunch, always want to say, well, yeah, what are you talking about? They weren't close. They sucked. Those guys were horrible. They did it all wrong. Uh, no, they did some things wrong. They also did a lot of things right. And they were close. Some people took umbrage with what I said about the Redskins being close. They were close. They won a division title in 2012, year three. They were building their talent base. Then, while also making the trade for Griffin, they decided to, or and and paying the compensation that it was for there, they also lost $36 million worth of salary cap space, only 18 of which Kyle and Mike Shanahan and that regime had to deal with. But when you take away all of those draft picks and $18 million worth of cap space, it's pretty hard to improve your team. And when you have all of the problems surrounding Robert Griffin. I just want people to remember just that. I'm not saying Kyle and Mike were perfect. I'm not saying that they don't deserve some criticism, that they didn't have some fault in this. But to act like they completely single-handedly destroyed the franchise is absurd. Absurd. If you have a comment about that, if you have a problem with what I said there, feel free to reach out to me, russellmania09 at gmail.com, russellmania09 at gmail.com. All right, let's get you some defensive statistics. Matt Ioannidis was a dominant player in the first half. Should have had a sack. We mentioned the one that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, escaped from, also combined with Ryan Kerrigan for a sack. He didn't officially get credit. It goes down as like a team sack, I guess, is what they're calling it. Um, you know, but whatever. I mean, the bottom line is is he met with Kerrigan uh, at the point of attack, and he should have been at least given credit for a half a sack. Nine total combined tackles and a tackle for loss for Matt Ioannidis. Deron Payne, seven Tackles, Jonathan Allen, seven combined tackles. John Bostic, seven combined tackles and a tackle for loss. Troy Apke, six combined tackles plus the interception uh, that we talked about. Ryan Kerrigan was a beast. Uh, a half a sack officially, four tackles. He was all over the place. Remember, the 49ers did not have their starting left tackle or starting right tackle in this game. Montez Sweat combined four tackles, given credit for a half a sack combined with Kerrigan. Again, I think that's... I'll have to go back and watch the tape. I thought that was Kerrigan and Ioannidis, but they're saying Kerrigan and Montez Sweat. Cole Holcomb, three tackles. Ryan Anderson, three. Sean Dion Hamilton, three. Jimmy Moreland, three. Got away with a big penalty earlier. Fabian Moreau, two. Noah Spence with one and a sack. 
Quentin Dunbar with one tackle and one pass defense, and Monte Nicholson hurt during the game. One tackle. We will get more on him on Monday, or maybe we won't because Bill Callahan is very hesitant with injuries. So that's your defensive uh, numbers there. The 49ers had three sacks. Nick Bosa, um, Eric Armstead had one, and D. Ford had one in which which Morgan Moses apparently didn't know the snap count or something happened there uh, because it was a complete disaster. Uh, from the start. All right, let's 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 do this. The Redskins came out and ran the ball 10 straight times to open up the game. Uh, I liked it. I know a lot of people don't like it. It was effective. It was the only way on a horrible weather day with a ton of rain that you could have some level of success and some give yourself a chance when you have a pedestrian jagged quarterback, which is what I would describe Case Keenum as. Case Keenum's a nice guy. He's a pedestrian jagged. Uh, Adrian Peterson, run, 14 yards. Adrian Peterson, five. Peterson, four. Uh, Peterson, two. Peterson, uh, then there was a um, an encroachment penalty on San Francisco. Peterson, four. Peterson, four. Peterson, three. Wendell Smallwood on an end around, 17. Wendell Smallwood, two. Down to the San Francisco, 23. Uh, then Adrian Peterson, another run, which went for no gain, was wiped out by a Brandon Sheriff holding penalty, one of several on the day. Then Peterson, 13 yards on second and 18 to get the Redskins back in pretty decent shape. Then a reverse shovel pass where they looked left to the swing, uh, and Steven Sims was blown up for negative three yards on the shovel, backdoor style, before the 39-yard missed field goal. Uh, Peterson was held under control for the most part after that. However, he did get a good start to a key and critical drive that the Redskins, quite honestly, should have scored points on. Uh, After the interception by Troy Apke, the Redskins were not able to convert because, A, they had a two-yard run and a three-yard run from Peterson, and then Keenum was sacked for a loss of nine yards on that play that I was mentioning with Morgan Moses, where Armstead just took off and completely went untouched, and Moses just seemingly had uh, really no clue, quite honestly, as to what was going on. After the Redskins got off the field again um, and forced a field goal to make it a three to nothing. San Francisco, Peterson came back for the next series and started that off with a 15-yard run off the right side. And the Redskins, again, were kind of moving the football. Three-yard run negated by a Chase Roulier offensive holding. He was absolutely brutal today. Followed up by a false start by Morgan Moses. He wasn't very good. Then they got kind of a gift, but I agreed with the call because I understand we're trying to protect the quarterback. I understand how it looked. Maybe it was ticky-tack, but I'm okay with it. 15-yard rushing the pa- roughing the passer a call on Solomon Thomas. So the Redskins then have a first and 10 at the Redskins' 37-yard line. Smallwood with a loss of two on a run. Uh, Case Keenum hit Jeremy Sprinkle for 13 over the middle to give the Redskins a first down. Peterson four yards on first down. Uh, then a 19-yard sliding completion of Trey Quinn before the Redskins lined up on a first and 10 at the San Francisco 29, and again, only down 3 nothing at this point, and Peterson fumbled. Punched out by Quan Alexander, recovered by Taylor at the San Francisco 31, plus the advance for 10 yards 
uh, from there. And really, that was the last really good offensive opportunity that the Redskins had. Quite honestly, they had a chance. They had a chance all the way up until inside of 30 seconds because they were only down 6 nothing. Uh, there were a couple of series that people were very upset about, including a three-and-out Case Keenum to Jeremy Sprinkle uh, on first down, no gain, because everybody says you got to pass on first down, right? And it always works. Adrian Peterson for two on second and ten, and then on third and eight, it was a short dump down to Steven Sims on third and eight from the Redskins' 27. That was midway through the f- fourth quarter, down six to nothing at this point. And everybody wondering, well, why wouldn't you take a shot? Well, here's the reason. The quarterback, again, is a pedestrian jag. The offensive line center to right tackle today absolutely stunk. The rain was a, a slip and slide. You could not get any traction, and the San Francisco 49ers have a really good corner in Richard Sherman, a pretty good secondary overall, and a damn good pass rush that the Redskins could not handle. So the whole idea, now, could they have run more screens, more traditional screens? Well, without Chris Thompson, I don't know. Wendell Small would fine. He's not Chris Thompson. Could they have run other stuff, quick, short? Sure, absolutely. But it also takes an accurate quarterback, and it takes an offensive line that doesn't hold and false start and get beat like a drum every other play. That's what it takes, and the Redskins couldn't do that. All right, we'll finish things up with a quick thought on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. We'll have more analysis throughout this short week. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked on. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. We wrap it up like this on episode number 334. The Minnesota Vikings are next for the Washington Redskins, who are 1-6. They, Minnesota 5-2, win 42-30 at Ford Field in Detroit. On Sunday, that's the third straight game in a row. Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings passing offense has been tremendous. We'll have more numbers on that in just a moment. Kirk was 24 of 34, 337 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, and a 141.4 passer rating. Adam Thielen hurt. His hamstring came out, did not return after a 25-yard touchdown catch. He was only targeted twice. He says he'll be okay for Thursday night. We'll see. A short week, certainly not going to help. There, the Minnesota Vikings ran for 166 yards, passed for 337 yards, and held the ball for 32-10. That's about as balanced and about as productive of an offensive day as you can. You might be saying, well, the Lions stink. Uh, The Lions stink now because the last three games, the Detroit Lions have gone against the Green Bay Packers, 
they have gone against the Minnesota Vikings, who are on a bender, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And they lost 34-30 to the Chiefs, 23-22 to the Packers, and should have won that game because bad officiating on the road. Uh, And then 42-30 to the Minnesota. And remember, they were close, really close, to beating the Chiefs at home with Patrick Mahomes. So, yes, the, the, the Lions numbers stink right now, but they've played three of the best offenses in the NFL the last three weeks. Now, listen, is Kirk Cousins going to dominate over the Washington Redskins on Thursday night? I have no idea. Uh, I would say the matchups aren't good. Quentin Dunbar has been playing great. Pass rush was pretty okay. The Vikings offensive line is not great, but they can run block, and the Redskins are on a short week plus the travel, and Kirk is hell-bent on revenge, even though he'll never admit it, even though you'll never hear those words out of anybody to do with Kirk Cousins. Trust me. He wants to make Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder essentially look bad for not paying him and not treating him right. And I would say, to some degree, wanted to look Jay Gruden, but Jay Gruden is no longer uh, there. In the last three games, Kirk Cousins, according to the National Football League, 337 passing yards on Sunday, a 141.4 passer rating. He became the first quarterback in NFL history to have at least 300 passing yards and a passer rating of 130 or higher in three consecutive games. Pretty much tell you everything. Meanwhile, the Redskins passed for 50 yards on Sunday. That's going to do it for us right here on a little quick snaps edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 334. Thanks for being with us. Chris Russell, adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.